It's amazing how much more confident you are after a winning week of gambling. Mikey and I, both on heaters right now. Let's see if we can keep it up on this week's gambling edition of Sixth Year Seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Capps and Mike Watson, the Sixth Year Seniors! Mikey, how you doing? I, I told you before we fired it up here, I'm dragging. Uh, I got off the shoot job, and then I'm, I'm actually home. Actually, at Sixth Year Senior South for once. Did the one thing that I always swear that I, I, I cannot do during the day, and that's fall asleep on the couch. 45-minute nap will knock me on my ass. Like, I cannot fall asleep. Power naps do not work for me. Once I'm out, I'm out. Getting the energy recharged back up here. I'm trying. I'm struggling, but I'm trying. So so you're saying that there's absolutely no backdoor cover for you when it comes to naps? Absolutely not. It's all over. Like I said, struggling, but trying. And that's a good uh, good metaphor for uh, uh, how, how the picks have gone this season. We're close, but we're not quite there. But we were there last week. We were there last week. Regardless of not having any mortgage plays, we want to combine 13 and 8. That's some good money we're bringing back into our home bank accounts and taking away from the booker man. Count it while you can. Time to reinvest this week. Hey, before before we jump into the plays, we've got a freaking Arizona-Texas World Series, buddy. Yeah, I'm sure the network is thrilled about that. Who gives a shit about the network? That's a great... It's not the Yankees, it's not the Phillies, it's not the Astros, it's not the Dodgers, it's not the Red Sox, it's not the Cardinals. We should be happy. That's great. That's great for us. And I have a feeling we're on opposite sides of the World Series. Simply because Arizona beat the Dodgers, therefore they're my favorite team. And as I said on Monday's show, I can't root for Texas because they're in the same division as the Oakland A's. Here's the thing. I win no matter what. The, the homers here are happy if the Rangers win, if the Diamondbacks win, my Tar Heels Zach Gallon, Diamondbacks ace, gets a World Series ring, and my man Evan Longoria gets a World Series ring. So either way, I can't lose. I'm smelling so sweet. Mikey's got the middle. Absolutely. Arizona, I saw, was about plus 165, I think. Texas, minus 185. That's why I brought it up, because I wanted to know the number. I hadn't seen the number on it. Yeah, yeah, and and it starts on Friday, so you got plenty of time to get your bets in. I'd take the dog, just because I think this could very well go seven. It's going to be a fun, entertaining World Series, which is awesome, considering that I really haven't watched any of the playoffs. I just no, no, Since the play-in games, the, playoff, the, the first-round games, whatever the baseball calls them, and all the good teams lost. I, I just had no interest in the playoffs until Arizona survived. Other than game two of the Phillies Braves series, which I'm of course biased on, but when you have a game where you have a dramatic moonshot home run to give the home team the lead in the bottom of the eighth, and then you have the first ever eight five three double play to end the game, hell of a wild finish. 
other than that one game, like the rest of the playoffs have been trash until Phil, the Phillies Diamondback series got to Arizona. And at that point, things started to happen. And the last three games of both of those series were fantastic. Only time ever that games five, six, and seven of both leagues' LCSs were won by the road team. Oh, wow. That's just absolute bonkers. That's an interesting stat. Yeah. There, there, and another interesting stat came out of that. I, I'm sure you've heard this by now. But that was the first Game 7 that the Philadelphia Phillies have ever played. And that, that and the Phillies go back to 1883. That didn't seem right. When, it, when, didn't, uh, it didn't to me either. Yeah. Shout out to John Coppinger. Hope the Mets eat shit again next year, too. <laughs> but considering that, you know, it wasn't until, what, the 70s that they had divisional playoffs, and those were only five games. Until then, the only time you get to Game 7 would be the World Series. Yep. So, I mean, there might be more teams. Of course, not one that's been around for 100 years, but there's probably more teams that have never seen a Game 7 before. Oh, I'm sure. We can dig into that. And if this were a baseball podcast, we would, but it's we not. Would, so but we it's not, yeah. So, do hope, I do hope for the locals here that, that the Rangers win. That Game 6 in 2011 is... One, uh, I mean, it's right there with the Red Sox in '86 as the all-time kicking the balls loss. It was that's a horrible loss. They had the game in the ninth. They were they were leading in extra innings. They blew the game twice, down to one strike on multiple occasions. I mean, just absolute shit show. For and, and finally, the Rangers have home field advantage this time. They didn't have home field advantage in either 2010 or 2011, which was like two of the only times that the National League actually won the the All Star Game when it met the World Series uh, home field advantage. Stupidest gimmick ever. Dumb gimmick. I mean, God, man, that's worse than money in the bank. Come on. Uh, before we get to college football and gambling, let me just vent, and I, I will Uh-oh. try not to do this. Much more during basketball season, but Chris Paul can just rot in hell already. Spoiler alert, it's going to happen more during basketball season. He's already cost the Warriors one win. Last night against the Suns, 40 seconds to go, they're down by, I think, four or five. And he, he's standing there with the ball behind a three-point line, and literally two Suns players just backed off him into the key. Begged him to shoot. He does. He bricks. Kaminga taps the ball out to Curry. Curry hits this incredible three-pointer to get us back in the game. Then on defense, Paul lets Kurich just run by him in the lane for a layup. And then, of course, who has to take the last second shot but Chris Paul on a double team. And, of course, he breaks another three. He started the game 0 for 6. That guy just needs to do an Aaron Rodgers, break something, and just end his career right now. Jesus Christ. Couple Draymond things. Green needs to punch him very hard. Couple of things. So he took the bait on the wide open three. Yep. And then they doubled him on the next one, and he still shot it? What the yep. hell? I, I think he finished the game like 3 for 14 from the field. It was ridiculous. I saw when, when he was on the court without Curry and when Curry was on the court without Paul, Paul was actually uh, plus seven. I think Curry was plus five. I know Paul was two points better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. 
that stat means nothing. You're correct on that. It Chris Paul just but. needs to die. That might need that might need to be the name of the episode. I cannot stress that enough. Somebody asked me, like, did you hate Chris Paul at Wake Forest? I'm like, yes, I, I did. Remember. I don't remember, but I do know that by the time he w- tried to worm his way out of New Orleans, I hated him. And I know I hated him at, at, when he was an L.A. Clipper. He had beef with all three Triangle schools during his time at Wake Forest. Carolina fans hated him. State fans really hated him. And uh, Duke fans hated him. It was great. Old school ACC, I missed that. Now, now, now the league's got SMU and Cal and Stanford. The Jim Phillips at the ACC basketball tip-off this morning said, you know, we used to be a regional conference. Now we're a national conference. Two years ago, we probably wouldn't be up here saying that. And my thought on that was, if 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 a national being a national conference is an important thing to brand yourself as, why didn't you do it two years ago? Oh, that's right, because you're pulling shit out of your ass now because you're, you're you're allegedly trying to give the league stability, and when actually all you're doing is panicking. It's absolutely stupid. I can't wait for that Cal Syracuse matchup. I can't wait for Carolina at SMU in basketball. Sign me up right now, every year. Put it on the put, home and home every year, Carolina and SMU, right now. Oh, well, yeah, damn, you'd love that, yes. That'd be fantastic. Sign me up. Send some team down here for football, too, shit. If I'm going to get kicked in the balls, I might as well do it in person. But we'll get to that in a little bit. So we, we've blown 10 minutes now talking about anything other than college football and plays for the week. Let's get started, because I know we both have big cards. Guess I'm going first? Oh, of course. As always. It's the way it works usual. now. Per usual. Starting off with the big one here. The big one. The big one as in the big number. Uh, Penn State's hosting Indiana and is a 31.5-point favorite. I think Penn State's going to be pissed off coming off of last week. Indi- I've, I've, I've slandered Indiana on this podcast for about a month now. Indiana's horrible. We've seen what Penn State can do against really bad teams, and I think they're going to do that against a really bad team this weekend. Penn State's pissed off. They take out their Ohio State frustrations on the Hoosiers. I'm going to lay all of the points and watch Penn State beat the holy hell out of Indiana by more than 31 and a half points. Yeah, it'll probably happen. Penn State's got to make themselves look good again after that piss-poor performance against Ohio State. Absolutely. So that means you have nothing on Thursday or Friday? Nothing on Thursday or Friday. Uh, Speaking of piss-poor, South Carolina. I don't know what to think about the South Carolina team, other than they're just bad. Oh, they're awful. They shit the bed against Missouri. They're going to shit the bed uh, again this weekend on the road at A&M. I'm not out here going to say that A&M is any great shakes or anything like that. But they can compete at a high level. South Carolina cannot. Therefore, I don't think 14 points is enough here. I'm going to lay the two touchdowns and take the Aggies. A&M's a significantly better team at home. Yeah, I just realized you got two big favorites here. I don't have a single favorite on my card. Oh, wow. Well, I wonder if that means we're on the next game together. And this, God, the fact that I'm even putting money behind this team is saying something. Northwestern is getting 13.5 points at home against Maryland. A Maryland team who 
October, Maryland's come around. They've dropped a couple here. They lost to Illinois last week, for God's sake, at home. Maryland's got Penn State at home next week. Maryland has no interest in paying attention to what's going on in Evanston, Illinois. I think Maryland is going to get caught sleepwalking here. Northwestern's going to muck this game up. And for a, for a game with only 48.5 points, 13.5 is a big, big number. I think Northwestern hangs around in this game and, and makes this way closer than it has any business being. Give me the Wildcats plus 13.5. I'm not on it, but I can see where you're going. The beginning of the year, I've had Maryland, Penn State circled. And I think Maryland is ripe to be able to upset Penn State next week. So, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Maryland forgets about playing Northwestern this week. Yeah, that's the game. This week absolutely is not the game. What so often on this week of the card is the game is the world's largest outdale cocktail party, or whatever they want to call it now. It really doesn't matter. It's Georgia, it's Florida, and it's in Jacksonville, Florida. The total on that game is 47.5. I am going under 47.5 at the cocktail party. I don't know where Florida's going to get the points from, first of all. That's that's number one. Number two, Georgia's offense limited without Bowers. I don't see them blowing the doors off here. Although they could get a defensive touchdown. That would not surprise me. But this game here, 47.5, that's a 14.5 point spread. I don't see where the points are at for this. This game's going to be like 24 to 10. It's not going to be 30 to 14. It's going to be a low-scoring slugfest. Georgia's going to win because their defense is going to drop the hammer on Florida. I'm going under 47 and a half the cocktail party. Uh, great. We're on opposite sides of that. Oh and, no. And this I'm was stunned. one of my and this is one of my favorite plays of the week. I have a feeling Georgia's going to open up their game plan against a bad Florida defense and really post a number on Florida. It wouldn't surprise me if Georgia covers this total by themselves. All I think I need is Florida scoring about two touchdowns, and they should be able to do that, especially in garbage time. I'm I'm looking at 40-14 here. Nah, nah, that, that, that ain't happening. We're definitely on opposite sides of that. By the way, Mikey is four and one on plays in which we have are on opposite sides, so this is not looking good for me. Staying in the state of Florida, you heard my rant on Monday. I, I got my money's worth for it. I hope you did too. Virginia played at Super Bowl last Saturday. They will absolutely go down to Miami and lay the biggest egg you can imagine. Miami coming off their double overtime win over Clemson. Hey, maybe they can build on that and get a little momentum, but this is more about Virginia uh, about to go down to Miami and completely no-show. Lay the Hurricanes 19 and a half. It don't matter. Man, another huge favorite for you. Did not look at this game at all, although if anybody's going to balance, it's sure to be Virginia. Uh, well, you, you, you want another huge favorite? I got one last oh, one no. for you. I got one last one for you here. Notre Dame. Laying 20 and a half against Pitt off a of bye week. Pitt's garbage. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Pitt is garbage. Sam Hartman's going to be able to throw all over the Panthers' defense. They're going to run it up. It's, it's going to be showy. It will be meaningless. A lot of sizzle, not a lot of steak for the Irish. But they're going to run it up on Pitt. I'm going to lay the Irish minus 20 and a half. Pitt couldn't even beat a bad Wake Forest team last exactly. week. Exactly. All right, now back to some, some more reasonable numbers. I'll go ahead and throw these out back to back. The buzz 
in Boise is not good. Take Wyoming plus five. They're going to win this game outright on the road. I don't know what Boise State's doing. It's coming apart at the seams. I know they're coming off the bye week here. But I think Wyoming smells blood in the water. And I think they'll be able to come over to Boise and knock off a, a, a reeling, reeling Broncos bunch that may be in for massive changes at the end of the year. My inside sources on the ground say there's a trouble afoot in the locker room. We'll just say that. Wyoming plus five is the play there. I like the way you're going, and that's why I'm under 48 and a half in that game. You're probably, yeah, I would say I would go that way too. You know, even if Boise can stay, I, I, it's going to be a close game. Yeah, yeah, I think Wyoming could win it. It'll be a close game regardless. I First team to 20 wins probably. Yeah, 20 uh, to 17, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And we might even have some bad weather up there. Yep. If there's one thing that you should have learned from Monday's podcast, it's nothing good happens in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Take the jackets, take the points, plus 11 and a half, book it. This Carolina team, a lot of the same pieces in place that folded like a cheap suit after they blew the Georgia Tech game in Chapel Hill last year. This should be a circle the calendar game, but all of that gets thrown out the window given last week's meltdown. I think Georgia Tech just gives Carolina fits all day long. Carolina loses their identity. I'm going to take the points. I don't know if Georgia Tech wins the game outright, but they keep it within a touchdown. Georgia Tech plus 11 and a half. Oh, man. Are, are you going to be at all happy if you win this game? No, I'm going to be mad no matter what happens in this game. If Carolina wins or Carolina loses, I'm going to be mad. So I figured if, if, if they, I figured I might as well make some money if they totally blow the game at this point. Oh, man. This is ridiculous. Every one of your plays except for the total and... Wyoming are double digits one way or the other. What else you got? <laughs> I got one more double digit one for you here. Uh, I hinted around at this game on Monday, and the more I looked at it, the more I talked myself into it. Wisconsin hosting Ohio State, and they're getting 14 and a half at home in Madison. And it really comes down to this. The total on that game is only, what, 44 and a half? Ain't a lot of points to be had to, to go around there. I got 45 and a half. Um, that's a lot of points to be getting if the total's that low. And I think between the math and what will certainly be a super hot crowd in Madison, I think Wisconsin hangs around in this game. Ohio State has a couple of stupid turnovers, uncharacteristic, that lets Wisconsin hang around and keep this thing interesting for four quarters. I like Wisconsin a lot here, plus 14 and a half. Yeah, I looked at this one too. I couldn't pull the trigger on Wisconsin. You're definitely on the right side. Uh, my only concern is that Ohio State wants to make amends for only winning by eight against Penn State. Fair concern. That's a fair concern. And my last play, we definitely talked about this one on the Monday show. Three words, smoke and mirrors. I don't care if the hook's on there or not. They're begging you to take UNLV. Don't take the bait. Don't be like Chris Paul and take the bait. <laughs> Lay Fresno, minus seven and a half. The Bulldogs shatter UNLV's dreams. They win the game by double digits. Yeah, you're probably right. 
Nevada is a feel-good story, but I just don't think it's going to last against Fresno. And Mickey Keene is supposed to be back this week. That's it. That's the plays. Well, for the second week in a row, we don't have any mortgage plays. Hey, we didn't have any last week, and we ran it up on Local Man, so let's go ahead and get some more now, buddy. Let's do it. Well, I said, I, I do not have a single favorite on my card. We've talked about two of the games so far. Wyoming and Boise under 48.5, Georgia and Florida over 47.5. Unfortunately, I'm opposite Mikey, who has the under in that Georgia-Florida game. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Say it with me. I think by, I mean, is there is there a, is there a cocktail party indoors that's bigger than that? I mean, shouldn't it, you it got should a be point assumed, there. right? You got a point there, yeah. I mean, it's like 75, 80,000 people at Jack. I don't know a building in, in, indoor, unless there's one happening at like the Astrodome or something. I don't know. But. I don't know. You, have you ever seen my house on a Saturday night? <laughs> Will you be serious? Here we go. Uh, there's some uh, there's some ugly games here. I and figured as much since we didn't have any matches. That's that's usually the cue. <laughs> Actually, this one isn't so ugly, but I'm going. I'm starting with Thursday. Syracuse at Virginia Tech, three point dog. I'm taking the orange. I think it's time that they finally turn this around. I, I, I'm not a fan of Virginia Tech. I don't understand why they're favored here. It's going to be a close game. I just hope I don't get, like, hooked at the very end. But I'll take Syracuse plus three here. Could be an outright winner. I looked at that one on the other side, and I, I was trying to figure out how I could talk myself into taking Virginia Tech. Um, back in the day, back when Thursday night was a college football night, like it was truly meant to be, you know, back in the olden days, Virginia Tech was a regular on Thursday night football. And I wondered if, all right, will the home team buy, you know, the, you know, the inner Sandman, all that stuff, get the get the Thursday night vibe going and all that stuff. Syracuse is just a better team. And I know Syracuse has run into a little bit of a struggle here over the last few weeks, but they're better than Virginia Tech, and they should win that game. Yeah, that's exactly the way I'm thinking. By talking about Thursday, old-time Thursday football, did Syracuse not give Florida State their first ACC loss on a Thursday night in the Carrier Dome? No, it was Virginia. It was in Charlottesville. Oh, Warwick, okay. Warwick Dunn got stopped at the goal line as time expired. Dramatic finish. I remember Syracuse, Syracuse having more than one really incredible game on a Thursday night in the Carrier Dome. I'm pretty sure Donovan McNabb went for like six touchdowns on yeah. Thursday night football. Oh at one yeah. Point. Yeah. So then we moved to Saturday first game on the slate, Michigan state at Minnesota. The Spartans are a seven point dog. And yes, I am on the team that just lost 49, nothing to Michigan. Oh no. Because on the other hand, remember Minnesota just beat Iowa 12 to 10. This is not a team that's going to score a lot of points. The total here is 40 and a half. If I'm getting a full touchdown on Michigan State, I think they stay close enough to annoy Minnesota for 60 minutes. Hang on, hang on one second. Hang on one second. This was the tweet from Matt Bishop Saturday night. He says, 
I don't have much to say about this game right now, but I might know someone who does. <laughs> and he posted the more screenshot of the Diddly Poo rant, which is the all-time, the all-time great. Uh, I hope for, for Matt and for Sparty Nation out there, they can get them some this weekend. I looked at that game. I really wanted to play. I, I, Michigan State's been a fun team to bet against this year, but I couldn't. Minnesota's horrible. I could I couldn't find myself on any any part of that game whatsoever. Remember, Minnesota is horrible, yet they have a very good chance of winning the Big Ten West. We said oh at the beginning God. of the year that. The, the, the team from the East is going to be a three-touchdown favorite over the team from the West, from the West and it's going to happen. If you would, if, if you would have set the, set the line, if you would have set the line, the line for the line at 21 and a half at the beginning of the year, would you, you take it over or under? Because <laughs> I think it's good. If, if it was 21 and a half, I think it's going over. I think it's going to wind up being like 23 and a half. Oh my God, that's going to be an awful game. And just think next year, they can bring it out to Las Vegas. The Big Ten title game in Las Vegas. The Big Ten title game, if they're going to bring it out west, they need to take it to the goddamn Rose Bowl. Let's do it right, right? No, 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 no. Everybody goes to Vegas now. Everybody goes to Vegas. Yeah, come on. Next game on my Saturday card, Kentucky hosting Tennessee a four-point dog at home. This is definitely wrong team favored. Joe Milton will continue Joe Miltoning just like he did in the second half against Alabama. Good spot for Kentucky to bounce back here and get them a get them a fun win. That's going to be a good game on ESPN Saturday night. I don't. I didn't have a good feel on it though. Next game on my list. I really hate that I'm playing this. Oh, Duke is traveling to Louisville. They're a four-and-a-half-point dog. I've already said I don't have any favorites on my card, so you know which way I'm going. Duke, plus four-and-a-half. I just have a bad feeling that they might win this game and screw me out of all my Louisville bets. So if it happens, at least I'm covering myself. This might be the worst part of what happened last weekend in Chapel Hill. Is I have to cheer for Duke to win this game now. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Heading to the MAC for my next couple of games. Of course, Maction starts midweek. Maction starts next week, but this week I've got a couple of real stinkers. Eastern Michigan plus three against Western Michigan. Here's another one where I think I think the wrong team is favored. Eastern Michigan is shown to be the better team. Western has really struggled the last couple of weeks, and give me the home team plus a field goal. I'll take it. I have no arguments on that. Next is Miami of Ohio, plus seven against Ohio. Again, total, 39 and a half. Winning by more than a touchdown is going to be very difficult in this game. It's going to come down to the wire. Typical of the MAC, probably the final possession, probably a field goal by some guy wearing a number in the 60s. <laughs> Love where you're going on that. That's a sneaky, that's a sneaky good game on CBS Sports Network. In the midday slate here out east. Talked about Wyoming Boise under 48 and a half. Then I go to the Pac 12 for my next couple of games. Even though I don't have a full touchdown, I am taking Utah plus six and a half against Oregon. 
because Utah just finds ways to win. That's a fair point. I looked at it the other way and tried to talk myself into it, but I was like, you know what? Oh, we 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 preached the, we preached the discipline of Utah on Monday's show, and I have no reason to think that will happen again. They're not the most talented team, but they know what they are, and you, you they're not going to beat themselves, like we said on Monday. Good luck to the Ducks uh, dealing with that one. That's going to be a good game. Siona Vaki, two weeks after running for a hundred yards, a week after receiving for a hundred yards. I think he's either going to return an interception for 100 yards or possibly throw for 100 yards. <laughs> Cal is hosting USC. I've got the parlay working on this one. Give me Cal plus 10 and a half and give me the over 67 and a half. I like this freshman quarterback, Fernando Mendoza of Cal. And USC's defense is horrible. He'll throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and Cal might be able to stay within 10 and a half because of that. I, I find it wild that Cal is in a game where the total is that high, but USC's defense is atrocious. And I really, you really do have to wonder where the morale of the USC locker room is after that brutal loss last week against Utah. That's very true. I mean, granted, they still have a shot at the Pac-12 title, but even if they win the Pac-12 title, they're not getting in the playoffs because they lost to Notre Dame. Yep. Got embarrassed by Notre Dame. Good grief. Two more in the Pac-12. Arizona State, again, at home, as a dog, six points against Washington State. I like the way Arizona State has played the last few weeks. I, I think they have rallied under their backup quarterback. I love what Scadaboo does in the Wildcat They'll be able to keep this game close against Washington State. Sun Devils have been frisky. Um, Washington State's the better team, but having to go on the road could get interesting down there. I love where you're going with it. And finally, Colorado and UCLA total is 63.5. I'm going under that total. This is by far the best defense Colorado has seen. Wouldn't surprise me if this is the week that Shador Sanders gets his liver lacerated. You said you didn't have a dog, or you didn't have a favorite, and you had two more Pac-12 games. I thought you were going to take Colorado here, but I, I, <laughs> I, 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 knew that was, I knew that was too good to be true. No, I like where you're going on that one. Heading over to the American Conference, where North Texas is facing Memphis. They're getting the touchdown and the hook. I'll take that. Again, here's a team that has been performing well, and it's time for Memphis to just win a game and get out. Touchdown hook. I don't think North North Texas will win this game, but they will stay close and give Memphis fits. Fair point there. I could see where you're going. Then I'm heading out to the Sun Belt and betting on your alma mater. Oh. It's Troy and Texas State in a big game. That has no television on it at all. This absolutely sucks. Maybe it's it'll buried find it. on ESPN Plus. Yeah, that's what I figured. I, I thought maybe it might find its way on Stadium. So watch for and it. it there. Th th get the NFL Network game. You know that they've had on there. Yeah. No, it's not even that because uh, the know. NFL Network game is uh, Marshall and Coastal. Gotcha. But anyway, Troy, Texas State, total fifty-three. I'm going over on this total. Troy and Texas State. Both do well what the other team's defense doesn't do well. Troy runs, Texas State can't stop it. Texas State passes, Troy can't stop it. That's fair. Good look there. I like that. Another over, 
Vandy uh, coming off the bye, I think that's going to help them. Regardless, their defense has given up a ton of points this year. Mississippi's going to score a ton of points. This will be a fun shootout. The spread on this game is 24 and a half. So Mississippi can allow Vanderbilt to score at will and not worry about losing this game. This could be a pinball shootout that gets into the 40s. I'll say, yeah, Ole Miss is going to score 50 points in that game. Over is definitely the play. And then finally, because we have the late night get back, and I'm a degenerate, not only are we playing the total, but we're playing the side. Give me Hawaii plus 10.5 at home and over 59. Love it. Love the late night get back. That's fantastic. And it's a true late night get back. It starts at 9 p.m. Vegas time. Yeah, I ain't staying up for it. Spoiler alert. Too old for that shit. <laughs> I'm going to a Halloween party. I might get home in time to catch the second half. We'll, we'll, we'll see if I get back from the World Series in time to uh, to do that. No, I'm not going to the World Series. I'm not going to some, to some baseball game in the Costco warehouse. This is the frustrating thing about the World Series, all right? They played the ALCS there last week. Game three here in Dallas. I was not here in Dallas when they played it. But game three here in Dallas, it was 75 degrees and clear that night. They had the roof closed oh. at the Costco warehouse. What are we doing, people? See, that, now, that ought to be like a, a, a penalty flag. And you charge the home team a run for having the roof closed when they shouldn't. A, a run every inning is closed. How about oh, that? Oh, I like that. Yeah, Every inning is closed. Go. Get that shit open. There's no reason for that to be. Here's the frustrating thing. So, the whole complex out there. You've got AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play. And then, catty corner to that, there is a perfectly beautiful 1994 Circa ballpark. That is right there. It's a gorgeous park. The ballpark in Arlington. And they said, nah, we don't want to play baseball there. We're going to go across the street and play at the Costco warehouse. It's just a big rectangular metal building. That's what it looks like. It's ridiculous. Here's the thing. I understand. I understand it's 100 million degrees down here in Texas in the summer. Believe me, I know. I've been here for 14 summers now, and they ain't getting any cooler. That's for damn straight. But it ain't summer. It's a goddamn fall classic. Let's get it outside. Let's just let's just move the World Series to the old ballpark. All the you've still got all the utilities there. They play football there now. They do also they all sorts of events still happen there. The facility is in perfect working order. Let's go across the street. Let's bust out the jackets and let's you know let, let's have the let's have the the pressure and the atmosphere of a cool October night or in this case if it goes game six and seven, a cool November night in North Texas, the way the World Series was meant to be played, rant over. You know, the only thing that would be worse than that is a baseball team in Las Vegas playing the World Series. But that isn't going to happen until John Fisher sells the team, so they don't have to worry about that for another decade or so. At least, yeah. What a shit show. By the way, as we close out here, Sam Houston has just scored against UTEP. They're on their way to their first FBS victory. Good on you, Sam Houston. Oh, wait a minute. Unless he stepped out of bounds, but it doesn't look like it. They're reviewing the film. We'll keep the cameras rolling here, folks, and we'll come back on Monday and tell you what happened. 
baby doll's husband going to the pay window. You saw the picture I sent you. Of, of ESPN oh, yes. handing hand yes. over the film to Michigan. <laughs> yes. We'll talk about that more on Monday, too. That's becoming even more of a shit show because of the excuses that Michigan is using for this guy having all these tickets. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that on Monday. That, that's going to be fun. It gets more ridiculous and more ridiculous. E- even though I, I I think the more it goes on, the less I care about the story, but it does get funnier and funnier. So, oh, it's yeah, we'll talk about that Monday. But, I mean, I'm rooting more and more for Michigan just because it is so damn ridiculous. Exa- yeah, exactly. There we go. We're on, the, we're on the same side on that one. There's your mortgage play for the week. We're on the same side of the Michigan stand scandal. So lay all the <laughs> lay all the money, all the coin you got on that. I have nothing else for the listening audience. I, that may be my new gimmick. I'm going to bet on Michigan every game for the rest of the year because I know they're stealing signs. There we go. Absolutely, they got, they're on the bye week this week, so we, we 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 can't do that this week. That's great. I hope. Hey, maybe it'll piss them off. Hey, they think we're stealing sides. Yeah, let's show them how much we're stealing sides, and they just run the score up every freaking week. That's fantastic. So with that, uh, famous sports sign stealers for five hundred. No, how about this? How about for Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, and the Fab Five? That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Wazen. We'll be back Monday. Break down week nine of the college football season. Uh, look into the art of, of signal stealing and, and, and other such scandals. And God knows what other sorts of shenanigans we'll get into, but we'll get into them right here on Six Year Seniors.